0: You're listening to the Run Pass Option with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. We talk sports because we know sports. Hi, how are you Welcome to another episode of the Run Pass Option with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. I am Doc Holliday. And I got a little basketball to talk today. A little basketball to talk. tonight. I've been talking basketball a lot because it's the NBA playoffs. That's why we've been talking basketball a lot. That's why I've been talking basketball a lot. But we finally have the conference, the NBA conference finals, getting started on Tuesday night. In Miami, in the good MIA, the Eastern Conference Finals got underway with the Boston Celtics taking on the Miami Heat. The Miami Heat, the number one seed in the East. The Boston Celtics, the number two seed in the East, facing off in Miami in game one, and Miami took control. Miami came out, dominated this game. 118 and 107. Oh, no, they really didn't dominate the game. They actually dominated the third quarter, but that's all they needed to go on to win this ball game. 118 and 107. Now, Boston was playing with our starter Marcus Smart and Al Horford. Marcus Smart out, you know, the defensive player of the year from this past season. He was out with a uh, foot sprain. Al Horford was in uh, safety protocols, health protocols, so they didn't have them. But on the other end, Miami Heat playing without starting point guard Kyle Lowry, who's been struggling with a hamstring injury. But in the end, it was Boston who missed Marcus Smart and Al Horford more than the Heat missed Kyle Lowry because they came out and got a masterful, masterful Debo performance from Jimmy Butler on the way to that 118 or 107 win. Jimmy Butler just put on a show. He put on a show on the offensive end, put on a show on the defensive end. Jimmy Butler finishing with 47, 41 points, nine rebounds, and five assists. Now, his first half was kind of quiet. He didn't do too much. He had six points in the fourth quarter. I mean, he had six points in the first quarter, 14 points at halftime. But in the second half, something clicked and something woke up with Jimmy Butler because he and the heat they were getting cooked by Jason Tatum in the first half. Jason Tatum, you know, the Boston Celtics superstar, rising superstar, their superstar. Jason Tatum will finish with 29 points, eight rebounds, and six assists. But of those 29 points, 21 of those points came in the first half. So Jason Tatum was literally cooking. Well, not literally, figuratively cooking. Jimmy Butler ran the Miami Heat in that first half. 21 points, four rebounds, five assists for Jason Tatum at halftime. Jimmy Butler only had 14 points at halftime. But I think Jimmy Butler looked in the mirror at halftime and said, hold on, bro. This is my crib. This is my house. This is my house. We're, we're the top seed in the East. He ain't been to come down to my crib and cook me. So Jimmy Butler went into the kitchen. What they say, he went into his bag. And he put on a masterpiece, scoring 27 points in the second half When I say 41 points, nine rebounds, five assists, and it's how he got those points, he was just getting buckets. But all those points, none of them came from behind the three point arc. He didn't knock down any threes. He had the mid range going, driving to the bucket, hitting the offensive glass, getting putbacks. He basically took over the game because not only that, he got a couple of steals, got some blocks. He was all over the place. He was all over the place as the Heat take a one nothing lead in this best of 7 Eastern Conference final series but Boston came out the gate looking like the Boston Celtics we've seen the first two playoff series from them. They looked like the tougher team even though they were what they were without two of their top players. But at first it didn't seem like it was going to bother them cuz they didn't look bothered. That first quarter Tatum had 10 points, 3 rebounds, Robert Williams the second, he had a he I mean he was key. He had eight points in that first quarter, 12 points at the half. Robert Williams, the second finish with 18 points, nine rebounds, even though he left left the game with a little injury. But Boston came out like they was ready to play, like they were about to take game one. They came out like they were not intimidated, like they expected to, to win. And Jason Tatum came out playing like, okay, he felt like he was the best basketball player in the building. And he played like it. In the building. Because while he was cooking and going off in that first quarter, Jimmy Butler was kind of quiet. Just six points in that first. Tyler Hero was kind of quiet. Seven points in that first. At halftime, as I said, Tatum had 21 points, four rebounds, five assists. So it looked like he was on his way to a 42.9. Peyton Pritchard gave him 10 points in that first half. He had a good game for Boston coming off the bench. But boy, oh boy. Boy, oh boy. Because at halftime, Boston was up 62 to 54. They were in control of the ball game. They were feeling good. Jason Tatum was kissing to the crowd because he was knocking down shots. He was knocking down shots. Didn't get a lot of help from his buddy Jalen Brown in the first half. But Jason Tatum looked like he was going to put up a 40-piece. Looked like he was about to put up 40 bands on the Miami Heat. And as I say, he got help from Robert Williams, the second, the big man, 12 points, five rebounds for him at halftime, five of five from the field. But Boston goes into halftime with that eight-point lead, and I don't know what the hell happened to them at halftime. Well, I don't think anything happened to him. It's just the fact that the Heat decided to come out in the third quarter and take the court, and something hit them because they came out on, on they came out in the third quarter. The Miami Heat with a whole different intensity on defense, whole different focus on offense, because they were blocking shots, jumping in passing lanes, diving on the floor for, ball, floor for balls being physical on defense. And that came out of that third quarter, despite starting the third quarter down by eight. Oh, they took control of the ball game. It was pretty much over there. He started on a 22 to two run in the third. Let me say that again. The Miami heat went on a, they started the third quarter on a 22 to two run. When I say they locked down on defense, they locked down on defense. They got stingy as hell. And they got bullish and they went from playing big boy basketball to grown man basketball. While Boston was still playing big boy basketball, the Heat went through puberty and hit adulthood in the third quarter. 22 to 2 run, ramping it up ramping it up on defense. Boston didn't make their first field goal of the third quarter until 4:53 left in the quarter. So that mean they met, they went 7 minutes without a field goal and that's when the heat took control of the basketball game. And that's how they took control of the basketball game. By playing great defense. By playing with some tenacity, by playing with some dog, by playing with some determination, by playing with some dog. Two times over. Miami I scored the Boston Celtics 39 to 14 in the third quarter. At the end of the third quarter, Miami was up 93 to 76 and that was pretty much the ball game. They didn't really let up in the, in the fourth quarter. Boston made a little token run, but you, you, you can tell that Miami never felt threat. And they dominated the ball game. When I say they was aggressive on defense, they was aggressive on defense. The Heat had 11 blocks. Jimmy Butler had a beautiful block shot on a Jason Tatum jump shot. I mean, the timing of it was beautiful. Just to get his hands, hand on it was beautiful. But he's the leader of that team. He's the best player on the Heat, and he played like it. forty-one points, nine rebounds, five assists, twenty-seven points in the second half. Just a masterful performance. That's one of those words you hear all the time. You hear a lot, but it's really no way. There's really no other way to put it. Jimmy Butler put on a masterful performance, and he helped shut Jason Tatum down in the second half. Tatum, 21 points at halftime, 29 points for the game. Do the math. That's eight points in the second half. Eight points in the second half. They ain't let them breathe. They stayed on them. They did not let them breathe. Now, J- Jimmy Butler did have some help. Gabe Benson starting in place of Kyle Lowry, at point guard. He had 17 points. He, kn- he, he knocked down some good shot, big shots from them. Tyler Hero coming off the bench doing what he does, the sixth man of the year, 18 points for him. Damn out of bio, Didn't really have a good game. Really didn't look aggressive. Wasn't really on the boards. He only had 10 points and four rebounds, but despite his ine- ineffectiveness, Miami still won this ball game, And they looked impressive doing it. Now, a lot of people are going to be like, oh, they look like they might sweep them all. Well, yeah, man, look, we know how this NBA playoffs have been going. A team looks great one game, they look horrible the next game. But Jimmy Butler was masterful. And yes, I want to say it. The Butler did it because he did. Jimmy B did it. And he looked like the superstar he is. On the other side, Jason Tatum, as I said, just 29 points, only eight points in the second half. Got shut down that defense. Got all up in his chest. Jalen Brown finished with 24 points, 10 rebounds. Robert Williams, was the second, 18 points, 9 rebounds. And paid Pritchard, 18 points off the bench. But it just wasn't enough. Miami playing at the crib, playing in front of their home crowd with, crowd with that energy. And they played with some pride. But that's what it was. Gave, this game turned in the third quarter, and it was it. Boston looked good in the first half. Boston looked horrible in the third quarter. Miami Heat looked pretty good in the first half man Heat looked like nba champions in the third quarter and that's when the game was won but if you boston and that's when the game was lost because they allowed miami to out physical them they allowed miami to out hustle them they allowed miami to grown man them in particular jimmy butler led by jimmy butler And that's what it was. So we'll see what game two is. We'll see if Marcus Smart is able to come back because they definitely missed him. I didn't call P.J. Tucker's name, but dude dude is a warrior. He plays great defense. He doesn't force any shots. I think he hurt his ankle or something had to go out, but he came right back into the game. Obviously, he was uh, uh, – I don't know if he was in pain, but it was obviously bothering him. But he was still out there balling. Uh, P.J. Tucker, one of them cats, man, he, 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 like, he stays hungry. Was in the NBA, then was out of the NBA, then had to go overseas for some years, and Hoop finally got a chance, and he's taking advantage of his return to the NBA ever since he came back. So he provides some energy and some toughness for that Miami Heat squad as well. He helped provide some good defense on Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, too, and anybody else he was out there. But Miami, game one goes to them, 118 to 107. And if you want to know the key to the game, that's exactly what it was, that third quarter where they outscored Boston 39 to 14, that 22 to to 2 run they started the third quarter on. Boston couldn't recover from. Jimmy Butler was not going to let them recover from. He killed them, buried them. He killed them, eulogized them, then buried them. That's what he did. And there was no coming back from that, Because he wouldn't let anybody stop him. Put that work in despite not getting too much from Bam out of Bayou. But he's going to need something from Bam going forward. But in game one, he didn't need it. The Heat take it. 118 to 107. Now they up one game to none. Western Conference, semif- Western Conference finals get started tonight, Wednesday, when this podcast is being released. That's Golden State in Dallas. So we'll see how that goes. But Eastern Conference, game one, Miami Heat, 118 to 107. Masterpiece. Masterpiece in the third quarter. Masterpiece. Jimmy Butler salute. Now we'll see how Boston responds. Now these teams are in the playoffs. Eastern Conference finals. Which means that draft picks in the upcoming June draft gonna come a little bit later in the first, first first round, unless they trade. But all those sorry, sucky teams that didn't make it to the playoffs, they were able to participate in the NBA draft lottery. And I am so glad and so happy my Memphis Grizzlies, once again, were not in the draft lottery. Even though the, lottery, the lottery's been good for us the last couple of times we've been in it. Got John Morant, got Jaron Jackson Jr., But the NBA draft lottery was also held, and I really don't give a damn, but it's just funny to see all those representatives from these teams who were sorry going up there being happy that they won. They won something that's for people who lose. They're the best winning losers. They're the happy winning losers. That's what, that's what teams in the NBA draft lottery are. They're happy winning losers. They lost. They sucked in the regular season, so they're able to go into the draft lottery. Now they get their name pulled. So they got their names pulled. Now we know the order of the draft lottery. And winning the draft lottery, the first overall pick, the Orlando Magic. Again. I don't know how many times they won the overall pick, but they won again. I know they won back in the 90s. They got Shaq, then they got Chris Webber, then traded him uh, to go to state for Penny Hardaway. I think the last time they had the number one overall pick, they uh, drafted Dwight Howard. But once again, they get the first overall pick, the Oklahoma City Thunder, gun pick second, Houston Rockets third, Sacramento Kings fourth, Detroit fifth, Indiana sixth, Trailblazers seventh, Pelicans 8th, Spurs 9th, Washington, Wizard Washington Wizards 10th, Washington Wizards 10th, the New York Knicks 11th, OKC Thunder get to pick 12th again. They got, I think they got that pick from some a, a trade or something. But they got the 12th pick as well. Charlotte Hornets 13th, and the Cleveland Cavaliers 14th. It, it was funny looking at the look on uh, 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 Anderson. Uh, what's his name? Anderson Barajal. Used to play for Cleveland. Let I me mean, just come up, man. It's only fourteen, 14 teams. That you came, y'all came up last. But now, the the Magic. They run the draft right now because they have the opportunity to pick the best player in the draft. And a lot of people say that's Chet Holmgren from Gonzaga. Now, when I saw him, my Memphis Tigers was bullying him, bullying him in the NCAA tournament. That's when I saw him. He didn't look impressive, but great shot blocker, seven feet. Can handle the rock, knock down the three-pointer to be that tall. But he got to put some ass on him. He's seven feet, 195 pounds. And I gotta give it to Kendrick Perkins. He did ask him about them. What does he plan? What does he plan to do to put some weight on? Now he got to put some ass on. Not just no weight. Seven feet, 195 pounds. But I can see why he's considered the best all-around player in the NBA, or is I mean in, coming up in this NBA draft. Or is he, though? Because my man Jabari Smith from Auburn also is a hooper. Now he's six feet, six ten. He can shoot the rock as well, shooting 43% from the field, comes off, comes off screens, pull up in transition, he got the step back game. He got it all at 6'10. So it's, it's really going to be up to them too the top two picks. But Paolo Bonchero from Duke, he's also up there as well at 6'10", 250. So think, Paolo is 6'10", 250. Chet Hongram is seven feet one ninety five. When I say my man is thin, he's he, he's thin man. But he can hoop though. But he got to put some ass on before he go to the league. I know he want to play outside, but Still. In order to play outside, you got to have some ass, man, because they're going to be physical with you. They're going to bump you. He's a lot thinner than Kevin Durant, and we saw what happened to Kevin Durant when Boston was being physical with him in that first round. But the Magic, they're sitting there. Now they have a choice of what they want to do, who they want to take. And I think this, this draft doesn't really have a lot of big names that just pop out at you. But I think they have a lot of great, good, great players. One of them that a lot of people, I don't, well, they are, but Jaden Ivey. His mom, Neil Ivey, is the head coach at Notre Dame, former Notre Dame star. But he was also an assistant coach here at the Memphis Grizzlies. So just to see the young, I didn't never know him, but I used to see him at the Grizzlies games. I'm like, damn, that young kid already in the NBA draft. And he can hoop too. Point guard for Purdue led them in scoring 17 points a game. And he hoop too. He can hoop. But that's the NBA draft lottery for all the teams that suck. They won. But even some of the teams that suck, they still suck. But Cleveland is, you know, Cleveland, one of them teams, they, they, they like one player away to really doing some things. Seriously, though. But the rest of them teams that suck, they suck at the bottom of the draft lottery, too. With the Orlando Magic, they get first dibs. So congratulations for being sorry and able to win something that sorry people are part of, sorry teams are part of. I guess it's congratulations because you were so sorry you you had to be a part of the draft lottery. Speaking of sorry, oh my God! Speaking of sorry, now now this dude ain't sorry, but this was a sorry ass performance. Boston Red Sox pitcher. Nate Evaldi, hey, he almost made history against the Houston Astros. Boston Red Sox pitcher Nate Evaldi got touched up for five home runs in the second inning in a 13-4 loss to the Houston Astros. Let me say that again. Nate Evaldi, pitcher for the Boston Red Sox, Gave up five home runs in one inning. Third pitcher ever to allow five home runs in one inning. It's like his manager was like, you know what? I don't like you. I'm gonna keep you out there. You gotta sit, you gotta you gotta stick through this. To keep his ass out there for them to touch him up for five home runs. You would think after two or three, I'm like, gonna go get him. Hell no. He left him out there. He kept throwing. Houston kept touching them. Five home runs, man, in one inning? You give up five home runs in one game as a pitcher, that's horrible. But Nate evolved Five home runs in one inning, bro? Damn, dog. Damn. How did it happen? Where they do that at? Yes, they do it in Boston because you got touched. I saw that. I said, ooh, I got to address that. My gosh, my boy. You were serving them up, too, and they was eating them. Nate was serving them up. Houston was eating them. And one more thing. Congratulations once, once again here in Memphis to Bartlett High School basketball star, Amar Knox. He committed on my show live, the Doc Holiday Show on YouTube. So if you don't know about it, go on YouTube, look for the Doc Holiday Show, and subscribe. But Amar Knox made his college basketball choice. He's going to head to Alabama State and play for a former Memphis Tiger basketball point guard, Tony Matlock, who went to South Carolina State last year and one year turned it around. Now he's at Alabama State. So Amar Knox choosing an HBCU formerly was committed to the University of Memphis, but opened his commitment back up a couple of months after committing. He had a lot of teams on him. He had a lot of teams after him. Because not only is one of the best players in Memphis, one of the best players in the state of Tennessee, one of the best players in the country. Because I think he had like a national rating, ranking of like 155 or something about ESPN national. So congratulations to him. Alabama State getting a great player. And they're getting a great young man. Another great talent headed to toward HBCU. HBCUs. Back on the rise. So congratulations to Amar Knox. Congratulations to Tony Matlock. Congratulations to the Alabama State Hornets. But that's going to do it. Thank you all for listening. Always thank you all for listening. Thank you all for following. And I appreciate the support. Thank you all for listening to another edition of the Run Pass Option with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. We talk sports. Because we know sports, I'm out.